Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to All Geeked Out, your number one podcast destination for everything you geek out about. I'm your host, Anthony, and flying solo today. Uh, got no got no co-pilot today. Um, only The only reason for that is because I just kind of, I felt like I had to do another episode um really quick i mean for one reason number one you know we did go on a little bit of a break uh in between seasons so you know we had about i think it was four or five weeks i don't know where we didn't do an episode so i figured in that regard it couldn't hurt uh, another reason for it was i was just listening to episode one of season two uh that we just did the other day uh talking about uh the movie the revenant and in that movie, you know, we did discuss a little bit about, you know, how I felt it kind of got snubbed. Um, I don't know if you call it snubbed. I don't know if it's snubbed when you don't nominate a movie. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it just got unjustly, it unjustly lost out to, I believe it was Spotlight, um, which wasn't, wasn't a bad movie. Um, but I just didn't feel like it deserved to beat out The Revenant. I mean, uh you know, I watched Spotlight, uh, kind of liked it, but it, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm from, you know, living up in the Boston area, in the Northeast, like, we've heard this story before, it wasn't anything new, um, uh, so I don't know, maybe somebody from a different, uh, you know, location might feel differently about it, but that, that being the case, I, it even, like, kind of strengthens my resolve a little bit more on the fact that I feel a Revenant should win because that was for everybody, you know. There's nobody alive that was around during that time, um, the, the the setting of the Revenant, you know, which was, like, probably, like, the early... I want to say Emilio was right. I think I corrected him. He said it was early 1800s. I said it was later 1800s, and it was indeed, like, probably in the early 1800s, probably the 1820s, um, which also, another little bit of housekeeping, uh, I said I thought maybe it was during the French and Indian War. That was also not... That was incorrect. Uh, French and Indian War was, like, mid uh 1700s i think it was like in the 1750s or 60s so the, the french and indian water war was long over at the time of this so you know another a mea culpa on my my part um uh, but reason i'm doing this um uh, is i want to i thought about it i'm like dude how many times you know the oscars get it wrong you know they suck whoever whoever picks these movies sucks and i understand you you're picking for a diverse you know, people like like crowd or, or audience or whatever you want to call it, uh, moviegoers worldwide, um, and you gotta you gotta give everybody you know throw everybody a bone once in a while, and I get that you know, but let's if that's the case, change the format you know do something do different categories instead of just overall best picture. I don't know I don't know how you're gonna do it, but you they get it wrong so many times, and I went back and I started looking, and I'm like oh my I mean it's it's ridiculous how many times. In my opinion, and let me just say, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. But how many times they got it wrong? And sometimes it's, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's it's an egregious error, you know. And they never, they never apologize for it. They never, they never go back on it. I mean, I guess you can't. Um, but yeah, so what I was thinking of was I wanted to go back and I wanted to review some of the past Oscar winners and who won it, who was nominated, who should have won it, or in my opinion, who should have won it. And, uh, you know, see if you all agree with me and maybe, 
you know, hey, you can always leave a comment. I will do a post uh, on Facebook uh, on the All Geeked Out podcast Facebook page uh, where you can, you know, put your opinions and maybe do a little rant in yourself if you like. Um, so I wanted to go, I was going to go back 40 years, okay, 40 years of Oscar nominations for best picture all right and now what i'm thinking is i'm going to do this in like maybe a three-part series i want to do the best pictures or maybe even more i don't know uh i definitely want to do best picture and go through that list and then i'll go through the best you know actor best actress uh maybe best director um i think that's only fair if we're doing actors and actresses so maybe i'll do like a four-part series on this and i might just sprinkle them out throughout the season um you know i'm not going to do them back to back so I'm going to cheat a little bit. I said 40 years. So that would put this, that would make us start in 1982. Uh, the last, the last Oscars that, that were held was the, the 2022 Oscars. So, but I wanted to go back a little bit, uh, because there's a couple movies, uh, in the, in a few years before 82 that stood out to me. And, uh, you know, I wanted to see what you guys think. Um, uh, let's just get, I'm just going to get right on the way. Cause this could take a long time. I don't know, but We'll start, we're going to start with 1977, all right? A very significant year, obviously, um, for a movie that I've said, a, you know, I don't know how many times, a million times, how, how, you know, this is near and dear to my heart. And a lot of people out there, anybody that would consider themselves a geek, would consider themselves, uh, you know, a fan of this movie. And, of course, we're talking about Star Wars. Um, 1977, this was the Oscars where, you know, Star Wars, Star Wars was nominated for Best Picture. Uh, and in that year, you had, these are the movies that you had. Uh, Annie Hall, and I believe that was, uh, I want to say that was a Woody, Woody Allen movie. Uh, the Goodbye Girl, had no clue. Uh, Julia, once again, no clue. I thought that was a movie that got made recently uh, about Julia Child. I could be wrong, but it's obviously not that movie, so there's another movie named Julia. Uh... And another movie called The Turning Point, which I also did not see. Um, this is one thing that's going to show. I'm probably going to expose my limited... Uh, not that I, I, I don't feel I have a limited um, like viewing of, of movies, like a limited library of movies in my head. It's just a lot of these movies, you know, and that's one other thing about the Oscars. It's like you hear about some of these movies that get nominated, and you're like, what the fuck is that? I never heard of that fucking movie. You know, a lot of times they use like some movie from like, you know, Europe or uh, something, and it's like... I don't know, it's just like, you know, and I get it, like I said, I get the fact that you do have to, you know, you're you're appealing to a worldwide audience with this, so, you know, I get it, but come on, let's face it, If the, movie, the some of these movies are shit, alright, uh, so that was the five movies, Annie Hall, The Goodbye Girl, Julia, Star Wars, and The Turning Point, and of course, Star Wars did not win, um, you know, I, I think it was a little bit different view back then, it was like, with science fiction movies, like it, it was, it was probably a lot tougher for them to win back then than it would be now. I would think, uh, especially you know with the advances in CGI and everything else and, and special effects. But anyway, Andy Hall won. All right, and like I said, I think I'm pretty sure it's a one of the alley movie. And this is something that the 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 Academy does is they do like makeup calls almost. Like I, I don't, I haven't, I didn't look beyond '77, but I'm I'm willing to bet that. There was some movie that Woody Allen did like a few years before or, or recently that, you know, they felt maybe he should have won it, but he didn't win it. So they always do these makeup calls, you know, and you'll see that a few times in this list. Another thing that stood out to me was 77. That was the year Close Encounters came out. I mean, Close Encounters, you could almost make an argument that like at the time, Close Encounters was probably look, almost a better movie than Star Wars. I mean, you got Steven Spielberg. Uh, it wasn't, he wasn't the huge director that he is now, obviously, but, um, uh, it was a more realistic 
science fiction movie than Star Wars was. Yeah, Star Wars was definitely more entertaining. But, you know, from, from the Academy standpoint, I'm thinking, like, Jesus, how, how did Star Wars get nominated and Close Encounters did it, you know? I don't know how Close Encounters did it in the, in the box office. But, uh, but yeah, so this is the first instance where Andy Hall, and I did not see Andy Hall, so I can't say how good of a movie it was. So... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kick their ass on this one. You know, so bad. But that was 1977. 1978. Uh, you had Coming Home. Didn't see it. Uh, Heaven Can Wait. I did see that. I remember it being kind of a goofy movie. Um, I I I want to say like the guy dies and he's like I, I don't know. It's like it was like a comedy, I believe. Uh, then you had um, shit. I can't remember what I'm writing. There was another movie. Um, Jesus. Um, it, it, oh, it, An Unmarried Woman. All right, that's it. Unmarried Woman. I'm sorry. It's not, yeah, it sounds like a really fucking real blast to watch that one. Um, uh, you had The Deer Hunter and Midnight Express also uh, in 1978. Uh, the winner of that year was The Deer Hunter. Um, I don't have a problem with that. I, I saw The Deer Hunter. I uh, did not see Coming Home. Did see Heaven Can Wait, Unremarkable, uh, An Unmarried Woman. Obviously, I, that's definitely not a movie that's in my wheelhouse. Midnight Express, I saw it. So I, I wouldn't have a problem with either The Deer Hunter or Midnight Express here. Both of them were really good movies. I might actually lean towards Midnight Express. I mean, The Deer Hunter was good, but it was like a little like, oh, it was out there a little bit, I thought. Um, whereas Midnight Express was seems like it's a little more... Uh, I don't know, like, like relatable, I guess. Like, who the fuck would ever want to go to jail in a Turkish prison? Prison, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, th that was th that was seventy eight. No problems there. All right, so we're good. Seventy nine. Uh, you got all that jazz. Uh, all right, so you got some good tough ones here. All that jazz. You got Apocalypse Now. Uh, you got Breaking Away. I'm pretty sure I did see that. Kramer versus Kramer. I think I saw that when I was young. I have no desire to ever see it again. And Norma Ray, which I also did see. Um, about the, uh, you know, it had to do with, like, the, her trying to get the union into her, uh, like, kind of sweatshop they had. Um, uh, good movie, Sally Field. Um, yeah, and I would think, you know, I, I would probably think Apocalypse Now, you know, first, would be my first guess. Uh, but no, it was Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, I know it was Dustin Hoffman. I forget who the girl was in it. Um, you know, it's basically about a, a family going through a divorce. You know, yeah, really exciting stuff. Uh, I'm sure it was a tearjerker. I'm sure. But come on, Apocalypse Now. I mean, that's you know groundbreaking film. Uh, you know, just like I don't know. I don't know how you don't pick that. And also, not just just to, that didn't get nominated that year. And I can understand it, but still, probably better movie than four of those, uh, Alien, the first Alien, I mean, you know, talk about groundbreaking, come on, uh, at least give it a nomination, give it a nod, you know, um, uh, so I'm, that's 1979, takes us to 1980, all right, um, so you got The Coal Miner's Daughter, okay, uh, I think it was a story about who, Loretta Lynn, um, you got The Elephant Man, everybody knows, remembers that movie, uh, a movie called Ordin Ordinary People, um, uh, Tess, a movie Tess, that's it, it's not Tess of the Daubervilles, or whatever, it's just Tess, uh, and Raging Bull, uh, the, you know, just incredible Martin Scorsese, 
and uh, I believe it was about Scorsese with uh, well, you know, the story of Jake LaMotta with uh, Robert De Niro. Um, so right off the bat, the first thing you're thinking is Elephant Man, Raging Bull. It's got to be between one of those two, right? Uh, no, Ordinary People won that year. Uh, did not see it. So once again, I'm not gonna not gonna get on my soapbox about this one. Uh, but I mean, come on, it's Raging Bull. I, I mean, De Niro put on, like, what, like 60, 80 pounds or something like that just to play the last few scenes of the movie. Um, and, and not to mention the incredible shape he was in before that. Uh, it's just, just crazy. And and not only that, another movie that got snubbed and didn't get nominated that came out in 1980, a uh, little piece, uh, you know, a little melding of some genius people between, you know, you had Jack Nicholson, Stephen King, Stanley Kubrick, uh, yeah, The Shining. Um, no nomination, really, for that for that movie. Um, I mean, granted, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but that was uh, a, just an incredible piece of filmmaking, uh, in it, just in its own right, you know? I mean, come on. Um, so that was 1980, all right? 1981, all right? So this one, I got a kind of a problem... I don't know. Actually, to be honest with you, I didn't even remember that you know one of these movies was nominated, which I was kind of impressed with. But 1981, you had Atlantic City. I don't think I saw it. Chariots of Fire. Probably saw it. Don't care. Don't remember it very well. On Golden Pond. Once again, probably saw it. Boring ass fucking movie about old people. That's all I remember. Red. I think there's been like three movies named Red. I don't remember what this one was. And you know, my favorite. Uh, well, one of my all-time favorites, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And that's the one. I was kind of surprised that that even got nominated. But looking back at it, you know, it's, you know, it's that good. You know, it deserved it. Uh, and this year, Chariots of Fire won. I mean, the only thing I really remember about this movie is guys running on the beach, beach and that fucking song, you know. Um, so, you know, which one was more memorable, you know. Looking back at it, I hope the people that nominated these look back and say, all right, which one, like, you know, stands the test of time, you know, still holds up. You can tell me Chariots of Fire, you can sit down and watch that right now. Yeah, go fuck yourself. It's Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's the only one on all of those that you can watch again and again and again, years and years later. So, tell me that, that doesn't deserve to win for that. 1982, all right, this is a good one. Oh, this is, this is good. Um, actually, you know what? I, I really don't have a problem because there's, none of these other movies really would have done it for me, but. Well, actually, all right, let's say, so 82, you had nominated, you had E.T., The Extraterrestrial, all right, Gandhi, okay, Missing, which I think I remember that movie, but I'm not, I can't say for sure, uh, you had Tootsie, uh, you know, Dustin Hoffman, and I think, let's say Robert Redford, or Paul Newman, I mean, one of those guys was in it, uh, but definitely Dustin Hoffman, uh, The Verdict, I believe Paul Newman was in that, I want to say, uh, that was it. So just those five movies. Uh, the winner, Gandhi. Yeah. When's the last time you you sat down and uh, watched Gandhi? You look. Uh, do you? Uh, when's the last time you thought, "Hey, shit, I haven't seen Gandhi lately. I, w- I want to go check that movie out again." You know, probably probably not in a while, or never, right? E.T. All right, I can see how that wouldn't be a wouldn't win an Academy Award. Like, I don't know why. I mean, it's just uh, kind of a goofy. I mean, not that it was goofy. It, was, it had its serious spots. It's just, but it st- it stands the test of time. Like that's the thing. Like these guys, I I, wa- I hope they all go back and look, and then the movies that they didn't pick and say, "Wow, you know, this movie is 
like timeless. And then this is the movie that we picked. We really fucked that up. Um, and not to mention, there's also a couple other movies that should have got nominated that didn't. Um, well, maybe one of them. I think Blade Runner. Blade Runner definitely could have gotten nominated. Once again, I think science fiction movies back then had a much harder time, uh, you know, getting recognized at all, let alone winning for a best picture. Um, but you, I could, I could definitely, I wouldn't have a problem with the Blade with Blade Runner getting nominated here at least. Uh, and then uh, you got the thing, you know, John Carpenter's the thing, which. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I think it bombed at the box office, so I get the fact that they're not, uh, you know, that didn't get nominated. But still, looking back at it, like I'm saying, hindsight 2020, you know, you, they could have gave it some kind of recognition. I hope it got. I, I got to check, but I hope it got some kind of special effects uh, award for that one. But uh, so that's 1982, 1983. Uh, yeah, kind of a shitty year. I, I think you got the big chill, the dresser. I, I mean, is that? about somebody who dresses people up, or is that about a, a fucking bureau? Uh, the Right Stuff, you know, I did see that. Tender Mercies, Turns of a Damn, this must have been like a wishy-washy, like, uh, you know, bleeding hot fucking year for movies, I guess. Uh, Turns of a Damn at one, big deal. I, I, you know, out of those, the only one I saw was The Right Stuff, and that's the only one. It was a good movie, too, so I would definitely give that my vote, but I don't have enough, you know, I don't, I don't know those other movies, so whatever. We'll move on from 83. Uh, 1984. All right, this, this has a, a big snub in it. So 1984, you had Amadeus, uh, The Killing Field. Amadeus, which I saw. Killing Fields, saw. Passage to India, did not see. Places in the Heart, I definitely did not see. And a Soldier's Story, which I don't didn't see. I don't remember, which is weird. That sounds like something that I would watch. Um... Uh, but that was your, your five, what, one, two, three, four, five nominees. Uh, that year, uh, Thomas Hulse in, uh, in Amadeus, he won. Uh, actually, I think the bigger, uh, probably the better performance was uh, F. Murray Abraham playing, uh, you know, kind of his, uh, his nemesis there. Uh, it was a good movie. Uh, it really, I don't have a problem with it beating any of these out. I mean, The Killer Fields was also good, uh, you know, about the... Cambodia uh, with the Khmer Rouge and all that stuff. Um, so I don't really have a problem there. What I do have a problem with is Once Upon a Time in America came out that year and it did not get a nomination. Uh, great, great friggin' movie. Um, who was it? I want to say it was a Sergio Leone, uh, you know, famous for all the spaghetti westerns and stuff. Uh, you know, you had Robert De Niro, James Woods. Uh, you had a lot of, a lot of big-time actors in there, and it was like a very epic. Maybe it was too long. Uh, I know it was like, it was probably like almost a three-hour movie. But, yeah, I was just kind of surprised that that didn't get, get nominated, even. So, that was 1984. 1985? Uh, yeah, kind of another, kind of boring... Boring year, it looks like. Uh, looks like you got all the, uh, you know, the, I don't know, like the sentimental and emotional movies here. You got The Color Purple, Out of Africa, Kiss of the Spider Woman. How do I not remember? I, I remember that name. I know, I got to, I'm sure I saw the movie. I just can't picture it. Uh, then you had Pritzi's Anna and Witness. Uh, yeah, Witness, that was the Harrison Ford where he's hiding with the, with the Amish people. Uh, yeah, kind of a pretty dull year for Best Picture. Uh, 
The winner for that year was Out of Africa. It, I mean, against these other ones, I really don't have a problem with it. I didn't see it, but, you know, I, I remember hearing about it. It was a big, big deal. Uh, once again, what does bother me about this year, 1985. Everybody knows what 1985. If you don't remember the year 1985 as far as movies go, then you don't know your DeLoreans, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, that's Back to the Future. Uh, you know, I could kind of understand how that doesn't get nominated um just being i don't know kind of like one of those goofy family movies uh but come on it, that it was a great fucking movie probably i mean i had to do better in the box office than any of these other ones and you know once again i'll go go back to go back to that looking back and you know, the timelessness of it, you know, the, it stands up even today. Like you could sit and watch that movie and enjoy it even today. Even if you've seen it 20, 30 times, you know, that, that doesn't play into this, you know, uh, or they can't foresee that while they're with these su supposed experts, uh, that are voting on this stuff. Um, uh, you know, so how many times they get it wrong before you start, you know, say, Hey, look, we got to change, change the people that are looking at this shit. All right. So that's 85, 1986. Uh, so nominees, you had Children of a Lesser God, uh, did see it, I believe that was, what, William Hurt, and, uh, the, the, the deaf girl there, Ma I think Marley Matlin, uh, I do remember, don't really remember what it was about, but I think I did see it, Hannah and her sisters, that definitely sounds like a fucking Woody Allen piece of shit, uh, The Mission, I don't remember The Mission, uh, then you got Platoon, and A Room with the View, uh, Alright, so this is the year that they got it right. Platoon won. But did they get it right? I mean, yeah, Platoon was a great movie. I love the movie personally. Uh, but yeah, you got a, a movie that starred Charlie Sheen that won a Best Picture. Um, so, you know, I, I would have thought like maybe they would have gone with the Children of Alyssa God. They got that, that you know, the that actress was like this. They made a big deal about her because she was an actress even though she was deaf and all that stuff, which, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Um, another, that was a movie, uh, a year that, uh, Blue Velvet, the movie Blue Velvet with Dennis Hopper and I think Kyle McLaughlin, uh, came out really kind of a little bit of a, kind of a weird movie, uh, but it was good. And, uh, you know, I could have put, you could have nominated that over a couple of these other ones, I would think, but I didn't see a lot of them. So whatever. So Platoon won that year. I'm cool with that. 1987. All right. So you got. Broadcast News, Fatal Attraction, Hope and Glory, you don't know what that is, uh, The Last Emperor, and Moonstruck. Um, so I've seen four out of the five, actually no, three out of the five, I never saw Moonstruck, I don't think, I probably saw bits and pieces. Uh, from what I understand, that was, Moonstruck was like a really, really good movie. Uh, I did see The Last Emperor, it was kind of kind of dragged a little bit, uh, it wasn't that exciting. Uh, you know, Fatal Attraction, obviously, that's... You know, everybody knows that. Uh, and broadcast news, I remember seeing that. That was okay. So this year was kind of a blah year. Uh, Last Emperor won it. I don't have a problem with that. I, I would say if I had a, you know, even though I didn't really remember the movie well, I, Moonstruck probably should have won that year, I would think, just looking at these. Um, so that's 1987. So moving on to 1988. So you got... The Accidental Tourists. Uh, I think I I think I saw that movie. Uh, Dangerous Liaisons. Uh, didn't see it. I know I remember. I think it was a John Malkovich. Uh, maybe Michelle Pfeiffer. Maybe uh, it was like a period piece from like 
17th century France or some bullshit like that. Uh, Mississippi Burning, I do remember that. I want to say, let's see, Gene Hackman, Willem Dafoe? I don't know. I I do remember the movie though. Uh, obviously, it was about you know racism and shit in the in the South. Uh, Rain Man was that year, and Working Girl. Wow, that got nominated. It was like Melody Griffith. Huh. All right. So yeah. So that was your your five nominees: Accidental Taurus, Dangerous Liaisons, Mississippi Burning, Rain Man, Working Girl. Uh, I think it's a pretty clear cut winner there with the Rain Man. Uh, Die Hard came out that year, 1988. I mean, once again, I, I could see how that wouldn't be selected. You know, it's more of like an action flick. You don't really get any action flicks. But I think that brought the action flick to a next level. Like, you know, uh, you had, like, you know, really good acting in it. You know, great protagonist, great antagonist. Um, you know, the guy who played... Oh, I, can't, I can't believe I'm... I can't remember his name. Uh, he just died not too long ago, too. Uh, I'll think of Alan Rickman. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, obviously, Bruce Willis, uh, great movie. Uh, could have got a nod, but I could see why it wouldn't. So, Rain Man, yeah, that was probably a clear cut. That was probably, like, uh, hands down. They probably ran away with that one. Um, so, that was 88. 1989. All right. Oh, this is a, got some good one. Oh, wow. Okay, so you got Born on the Fourth of July, Dead Poet Society, uh, Drive a Miss Daisy, you got Field of Dreams, and My Left Foot. All right, so you got, you know, born on the 4th of July, obviously, it's Oliver Stone, um, you know, Tom Cruise and all that. And then you got Dead Poets Society. I believe that one was the one with uh, Robin Williams. He's a, a teacher in, like, a prep school. Uh, you got Driving Miss Daisy, obviously, with uh, Morgan Freeman. And who the hell was that lady? Is it Jessica Tid? Can't remember who the lady was. Uh, did see that. Did see. Uh, did I, see? I don't remember if I saw that. Uh, Field of Dreams, obviously Kevin Costner, uh, Ray Le the late, great Ray Liotta uh, was in that. Uh, in my left foot, I believe that was a Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, I, I never did see that. Uh, so on that, I mean, you got some great movies here, you know. I mean, Born on the Fourth of July, Field of Dreams, My Left Foot, Dead Poet Society even. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy came, drove away with that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a head-scratcher, you know. Uh... I don't know what that was. That was a sentimental favorite or something like that. Yeah, that really doesn't make sense to me. Uh, not only that, but you also, that year, you had Do the Right Thing came out, which is definitely a very impactful movie uh, that year. Uh, I mean, I could see that movie didn't get nominated. I could see that winning over Driving Miss Daisy. So I don't know what the thinking was there. That's a, that is definitely a head scratcher. Um, so once again, you know, Oscar, you suck. Uh, so 90, 1990, all right, you had, oh, this, yeah, this is a good one, all right, so we got Awakenings, uh, what was, it? was that Robin De Niro in that, I think, maybe, uh, yeah, about, he was, like, in a coma or something, I don't know, but I, I think I did see that, Awakenings, Dances with Wolves, Ghost, The Godfather 3, which, that's, wow, okay, Godfather 3, I don't think that was nominated, but. And Goodfellas. I didn't even realize those two came out in the same year. But, uh, all right, so this is 1990. Awakenings, Dancing with Wolves, Ghost, The Godfather 3, and Goodfellas. And they gave it to fucking Kevin Costner's Dances with Wolves. I don't get it. Now, see, this is one of those things. I think this is one of those makeup calls, okay? Because you got the year before, 
Field of Dreams probably could have easily beat out Driving Miss Daisy. And maybe beat out the other ones. I don't know. Definitely all, I think it was clear cut. Who should have been between Born on the Fourth of July and Field of Dreams for that year? I mean, my left foot—I know it's Daniel Day Lewis, and he puts out these. But he probably won Best Actor for that, like he always does in these movies. The movie could have sucked, but he still does his thing. So they come back and you know say, "Oh, sorry, we fucked you last year, Kevin. Hey, we're gonna give you a—you know—we're gonna give it to you for this one." Because uh, come on, all right, Awakenings—I could see, yeah, that wasn't—that was very uh, non-impressionable. I didn't. Don't really remember much about it, so didn't leave much of an impression. But Ghost, obviously, Ghost is a, a pretty iconic movie, like love movie, and it, it was huge at the time. You know, it was like the probably like the one of the biggest date night movies ever. Uh, the Godfather Three, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't know about that. I don't even see that get getting nominated. Really, I mean, it was by far the worst of the the three. But you know, still, hey, it's still The Godfather. It's still, it was still good. But you got Goodfellas there. I mean, why Goodfellas? Having Goodfellas in there alone, you should just kind of, you know, keep The Godfather three out of it because it doesn't have a chance against Goodfellas, and it is just taking up a nomination spot. Um, but come on, come on, Goodfellas. It's Goodfellas. That doesn't win. How does that not win? How does Dances with Wolves beat out Goodfellas? How? When's the last time you watched Dances with Wolves? When did you ever watch the whole fucking movie? If you could sit through that fucking movie, I mean, oh my god, that hurts. That's like that's bullshit. That right there alone, like I could end my list right now, but I'm not gonna because we're gonna go to 1991. And all right, let's see what we got here with this bullshit. 91, we got Beauty and the Beast. I'm, I'm assuming that's the animated one. Uh, Bugsy, JFK. The Prince of Tides, uh, and, and Silence of the Lambs. All right, I don't need to go any further. I mean, Silence of the Lambs obviously ran away with this. Well, I, I shouldn't say it. Like, now you can look at back look back at it and say, yeah, Silence of the Lambs is obviously clear-cut. But you got to remember, this is a horror movie. Um, I mean, you, it's arguably a horror movie, but it definitely was, uh, you know, a thriller slash horror. And they, horror movies do not win... Best picture. They just don't. Like, you go back in time. I don't know. Maybe, like, some of those classic Universal ones, maybe. But I even doubt that. I mean, yeah. That was, that was the big thing, too. When they did win, they made a big deal about that. Like, wow, this is the first time, like, a, you know, that a horror movie actually won Best Picture. But it was up against some pretty stiff competition. I mean, Beauty and the Beast, I, you know, I, I don't, I've never seen it. But, you know, I'm sure if it was an animated movie that made Best Nomination, got a nomination for Best Picture. Should it must have been good. Uh, Bugsy was an alright movie. I mean, it wasn't really that great. You know, Warren Beatty. I'm not a big fan of his. Um, JFK. I love that movie. That was like an eye opener. Uh, and then Prince of Tides. Uh, was that Nick Nolte and Robin Williams, Billy Crystal, some one of those guys. Uh, yeah, I might have seen it. I don't remember it. Uh, but also that year, you had a couple other ones. You had Thelma and Louise that didn't get nominated, which was a you know really good movie. Um, and, like, one of those girl power movies that, you know, could have got a nomination just for that reason alone. Um, and Boys in the Hood, you know? I mean, yeah, it was. I, I think maybe at the time, this was like, I don't know. And once again, you got Do the Right Thing already got snubbed. Boys in the Hood got snubbed. Both are really good movies. Uh, why can't you give them a nomination, you know? Just uh, just. Just for any whatever reason, I mean, they were good movies. Maybe they didn't take them seriously at the time. I don't know. 
But uh, yeah, Silence of the Lambs, de Lambs definitely deserving of that. Um, and they were up against some stiff competition that year. Uh, that was 1991. 92, uh, you got The Crying Game, uh, Few Good Men, Howard's End, Scent of a Woman, and Unforgiven. All right, so I've seen four out of the five. I did not see Howard's End. Uh, Crying Game, I unfortunately, I saw it and right up to the end. Uh, didn't care about it. I think that one just got... You know, a buzz because of the, you know, because of the guy, because of that one scene. Uh, but so right here, you got some heavy hitters, though. A Few Good Men, Son of a Woman, and Unforgiven. You know, uh, you know, you got Jack Nicholson versus Al Pacino versus Clint Eastwood. Um, that year, Unforgiven one, have no problem with that. Even up against A Few Good Men in Son of a Woman, uh, as great of a movie as A Few Good Men was, and as great of a performance that. Pacino put in Scent of a Woman, uh, Unforgiven was just one of the all-time best movies ever made. Uh, classic, classic Western, classic, you know, Clint Eastwood, directing, writing, producing, doing the whole nine yards, um, kind of just bringing back his old characters, but, uh, well, like, kind of like brought back his old persona, at the same time, making a statement against that kind of character, like, against that kind of violence, like, it, that that was what tormented Will Money during the whole movie, uh, I could just go on, I'm not gonna go on and on about it, but Unforgiven definitely deserves it, hands down, uh, even against that, that stiff competition there in 92. So, 1993, all right, so you get the, the Fugitive, uh, Harrison Ford, and The Name of the Father, another Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, I did see that one. That was when we was in prison. Um, the Piano, not The Pianist, The Piano, okay? Uh, Remains of the Day, didn't see it. And, oh, Schindler's List. Yeah, it's just unfortunate for those other four movies because uh, Schindler's List wasn't going to lose. Uh, just the whole Holocaust thing, and nobody was going to... And, you know, it is Hollywood. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, so a movie that kind of sheds, sheds light on the Holocaust and all that and shows how terrible it was. Yeah, that Schindler's List wasn't losing. Um, so I don't have a problem with it. You know, Schindler's List, List was a great movie. Uh, so that was 1993. 1994, you got Forrest Gump. Uh, then you got Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, my God. All right. So look at this lineup. All right. Forrest Gump. Four Weddings and a Funeral, I think it was a Hugh Grant farce, uh, Pulp Fiction, Quiz Show, which was actually a good movie, and the Shawshank Redemption. All right, so definite problems here, people, definitely have problems here. Uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, don't think I ever saw it, probably saw bits and pieces of it, you could just throw that out the window against these other ones. Quiz Show, good movie, uh, John Turturro, uh, about the... Uh, the, I forget the name of the, I think of the, the show was called Quiz Show, I think. Uh, I don't think it was called Quiz Show. But, you know, about the, there's this old scandal about the, the game show, and they were feeding the guy, like, one guy answers to get the other guy out. Um, it was a pretty good movie, but, I mean, it really wasn't nothing great, nothing spectacular. Then you have Forrest Gump. Good movie. Entertaining. Um, uh, could have, you know, it was, it was a good movie. I mean, got a lot of buzz, a lot of people talking about it. Great performance by, by, you know, Tom Hanks. Um, but you know, it was just kind of like a fun movie, you know, I mean, they, they did some things and it was different, you know, I'll give it that. Um, but yeah, come on up against Shawshank Redemption and Pulp Fiction and 
Forrest Gump won it, you gotta be fucking shitting me. That's bullshit. All right. I wouldn't have a problem with either Shawshank or Pulp Fiction winning that. And Shawshank Redemption is probably, I don't know, I'd have to, probably in my definitely top five favorite movies all time. I, I would, I'm saying that loosely. Uh, don't quote me on that, but definitely top ten favorite movies of all time. Just hands down, all movies, not no genre or nothing. Probably in the top five, and I still say that Pulp Fiction should have won, just for it was a groundbreaking movie. What it did um, for it did what it did for so many careers. Um, Quentin Tarantino. And you know John Travolta, Ving Rhames, kind of Bruce Willis, kind of brought him back out, uh, out of kind of a little, kind of dark time of his career. Um, you know Uma Thurman. I mean, you can go on and on. Eric Stoltz, um, just what it did for so many people, and it was just a great fucking movie. It was filmed like perfectly, like the way they did it, the jumping back and forth, and all that stuff. Um, so many. How many quotes, famous quotes you got? I mean, come on. That, this, that is a travesty right there. And, I, and Forrest Gump wasn't a bad movie. But to beat out Pulp Fiction and Shawshank, there's something wrong there. I'm sorry. Oscar, you suck. Ah, that was 1994. Let's see how they follow that fucking mess up. 95. All right, so you got Apollo 13. Babe. Babe. Babe? The pig movie? Babe, Academy Award nomination for Best Picture. Okay. Uh, Braveheart. Il Postino, or The Postman, as th that means in Italian. Yeah, that, that deserves a, a fucking Oscar nomination. Sense and Sensibility. Two things that the fucking Academy voters have none of. So that was it. Apollo 13, Babe, Braveheart, Il Postino, Sense of Sensibility. Uh, Braveheart wins this year uh, easily. Apollo 13, maybe could have got, you know, that was a good movie too. But Braveheart, just a sweeping epic and done so well. Very kind of just came out of nowhere um, and just, you know, killed at the box office. A uh, couple of movies that they could have thought of nominating. Uh, you had Heat. Uh, which was, you know, once again, it's kind of an action movie, but very well done action movie with some fucking superb acting in it. Um, and Seven. I mean, if you're going to give Silence of the Lambs an Oscar nomination even, shouldn't you consider Seven? I mean, that was a fucking... I, that, you, could, you could argue that was better than Silence of the Lambs, really. I mean, I liked it. I, I thought it was better. Well, maybe not better. I, I thought it was just as good. Just as good. And a little darker and a little, like, I don't know. Just, I don't see how that doesn't even get a nomination. When you got Il Postino in there instead. Fuck me. All right, so let's move on to 96 before I get sick. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a great one. You got The English Patient, Fargo, Jerry Maguire, Secrets and Lies, and Shine. All right, so out of these, I think I've seen two of them. Uh, never heard of Shine. Well, maybe I did. I just I don't know. It's not. It's not. It doesn't ring a bell. Secrets and Lies sounds gay. I, I'm stupid. Uh, English Patient. 
Yeah, I don't think I don't remember seeing that. I think that was the one the Ralph Fiennes, I think, maybe. Uh, but then you got Fargo and Jerry Maguire. I did see both of those, liked both of them. Um, come on, Fargo. Fargo should have won this easily. Uh, Coen Brothers, just a masterpiece, uh, what they did in this movie. The way they captured that, just that whole, like, the area, like, the, you know, the setting. Just all the little quirks and... and like the you know in the in the dialect and and just every little thing that they got it right in this movie uh you know i I didn't see the english patient so i can't say one way or the other but yeah that's nah nah that's not working i could even i could even go with jerry Maguire here you know it was a really good movie um but yeah fargo should have definitely won that no 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 question uh all right 97 as good as it gets the Full Monty, Goodwill Hunting, L.A. Confidential, and Titanic. Uh, yeah, I guess it's just fucking shit luck for those other four that they had to be in the same year as Titanic. Uh, you know, Titanic wasn't fucking, that wasn't going to lose anything. So, yeah, that's pretty much, I don't have a problem with it, you know. Uh, I still say maybe, yeah, I mean, I liked Goodwill Hunting and L.A. Confidential, so... And I still don't have a problem with Titanic winning it there. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the movie Titanic, but I see how good, it is a good movie, and it was well made, and it 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 hit everybody like all um, all of those uh, shit. I can't think of the word. The demographics. Although it hit every demographic, you know what I mean. Like everybody can like it. So yeah, I don't get a problem with that one. Ninety eight, nineteen ninety eight. We got Life Is Beautiful, Elizabeth. Saving Private Ryan, Shakespeare in Love, and The Thin Red Line. I'm I'm almost I am almost tempted to just skip this and not even talk about it because I'm gonna get upset. Uh, all right. So obviously, me saying that you know Saving Private Ryan, The Thin Red Line didn't win. Uh, Shakespeare in Love wins best picture and i can say i honestly did see that movie and this is just oh this is a travesty all right just a fucking travesty what a piece of shit i mean yeah it was a cutesy little freaking romantic movie like yeah all right i get that part of it but you're beating out saving private ryan for best picture you know you couldn't like Throw fucking Shakespeare in Love, like, uh, I don't know, like the best uh, actress or something like that, or best supporting jerk-off in the back. Um, I mean, come on, even the Thin Red Lion should have won over that. I mean, it's just, even Life is Beautiful should have won over that. I mean, I think that was, the, like, the guy that was in Il Postino or something like that. Um, yeah, that's just, that's fucking horrible, man. Oh, my God. And also, you know, that year you had the Truman Show, uh, which could have been nominated. I mean, that, that that was a really good movie, really different, and a superb performance by Jim Carrey. Uh, you had Ed Harris in there. Yeah, a lot of that was a well-made movie. You could have even thrown that in the mix for the nominations. Oh, let me just go. All right, Nine, that was nineteen ninety-eight. Let's forget that year altogether. Nineteen ninety-nine. All right. Oh, this is yeah. This one's another fucking beaut. So you got American Beauty, uh, decent movie. Cider House Rules, good movie. Green Mile, great movie. The Insider, okay movie. And The Sixth Sense. Once again, uh, you know, you might have thought 
back in uh, 1991 that Silence of the Lambs maybe set a new precedent where different kinds of genres were going to start getting seriously considered for uh, Oscars. Nah, nah. That was just a throw me a bone cut type shit. All right. Because obviously, right here, the Sixth Sense should have won it. And if not the Sixth Sense, uh, I wouldn't say the Green Mile. Uh, I can't go there. But Sixth Sense should have won. Out of these five that got nominated, uh, American Beauty ends up winning. And eh, nah, I don't see it. I mean, I liked the movie, you know, Kevin Spacey and, uh, you know, had uh, What's Her Face in there. And I mean, it was a decent. It was an okay movie, but it's forgettable. Like, you don't... I'm not thinking about that now. It's the Sixth Sense. Well, like, that's still... That still holds up today, you know? Some of those scenes, just iconic fucking scenes, you know? I see dead people. Like, it doesn't even take you... It takes you two seconds to think up a line from that movie. Can you remember a line from American Beauty? No, you can't. Thank you. So... Just ridiculous. That, that's just that's another try. And let me just add, this is 1999. That did not get nominated. All right, so this movie, I can understand why it didn't get nominated, but I'm still going to throw it out there. Election. Uh, Matthew Broderick and uh, What's-Her-Face there. And uh, that was a fucking great movie. Um, kind of obscure. Kind of didn't hear much buzz about it. Until, probably like until it came out on DVD or whatever. But great movie. And then, I mean, oh, there was also this kind of... I don't know, little obscure sci-fi flick uh, called uh, The Matrix, all right? The Matrix, probably the fucking, one of the best fucking science fiction movies of all time. Uh, or maybe not, like, the movie itself, but the things that they did in this movie, like, it was fucking groundbreaking. I mean, come on, man. How do you not, how do you not nominate The Matrix? You know why? Because they're fucking, these idiots probably watched it and didn't understand it. So they fucking just, just just fucking ignored it oh god so yeah i mean out of the nominations the sixth sense easily should have fucking won that year and you know not nominating the matrix i mean oh, so that's 1999 so yeah they ended it off the fucking with a bang and let's see how they started off with in 2000 the new millennium oh shit chocolate all right we're already off to a fucking good start Crouching Tiger, Hitting Dragon. I mean, come on, man. I, I'm all about the martial arts films, and I and I saw this. I liked the movie. But fucking best picture? No, no. Erin Brockovich. Uh, all right. I mean, I could, I could almost, I could, I could get on board with that. I guess it was a good movie. Uh, kind of boring. And once again, it's another one that's it's just not memorable. It doesn't doesn't stay with you. Like I don't remember anything about the fucking movie except she dressed kind of slutty. Uh, and she was a lawyer. I mean, that's the only thing I remember about it. Uh, I mean, I'm just a, maybe that's me. I'm just a douche. Uh, I don't know. But all right. So then you had Gladiator um, in Traffic. Yeah, traffic. That movie was kind of stupid. Um, just a bunch of traffic. It was just a bunch of you know they got a bunch of big actors. Uh, you know, ensemble cast. But you know, as far as the movie, it was just a run of the mill fucking drug movie. Um, so, I mean, out of these movies, I guess they got it right. Uh, you could go with Gladiator. Gladiator's a great movie. I love it. Um, there was a better movie than Gladiator that didn't even get nominated. Once again, it was Christopher Nolan's Memento. I mean, come on, man. This, this was a fucking insane piece of filmmaking right here. Like, just, you had to, you, because these people probably couldn't even wrap their minds around the movie, you know? I mean, Memento was clearly better than any of those other movies. And... I mean, I get it. Gladiator, 
it's I don't have a problem with it. Let's put it that way. But not to even fucking nominate Memento, and you got Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon in there. Then get the fuck out of here, will you? Ah, fucking get. I'm just getting upset. So this was a bad idea. I gotta say, because I'm just I'm just gonna ruin the rest of my day with this. Uh, all right, so we got 2001. All right, A Beautiful Mind. All right, Gosford Park. In the Bedroom. The Fellowship of the Ring. And Moulin Rouge. All right, let's see. So I've seen A Beautiful Mind. Didn't see Gosford Park in the bedroom. Never fucking heard of it. Obviously, I've seen Fellowship of the Rings, and I actually did see Moulin Rouge. Uh, and I actually liked Moulin Rouge. I thought it was... Oh, I wouldn't say go as far as say liked it. I, I enjoyed watching it. It was fun. Um, winner here this year, Beautiful Mind. Um, I get it. I mean, you know, I think I, I've already said before, like what I feel like with the with the Lord of the Rings movies, um, they knew right away from that first one that this was just gonna blow everything out of the park, and they didn't want to give it to them three years in a row. So instead of nominating instead of uh awarding fellowship two towers and return of the king every year they just said you know what we're just gonna let you sweep the oscars so on the last year you know in 03 when return of the king comes out which they did um you know and they tied for all-time fucking oscar wins um with that movie so that was once again they do their makeup call kind of strategy here um so, Beautiful Mind, uh, again, against all the other ones, I have a problem with that, I guess. I didn't really see God's, I didn't see God's for Parker in the bedroom, so I can't argue with 01. So, yeah, uh, nice job, guys, Oscar. Uh, 02, you got Chicago, Gangs of New York, The Hours, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, and The Pianist. All right, already a problem here. They chose Chicago. Um, it's a musical. And like I said, I get it. You gotta throw people a bone here and there, every in, including all the genres. Uh, Moulin Rouge lost the year before the musical, so Chicago, we're gonna give it to you. But I mean, to say Chicago was better than Gangs of New York, even the Two Towers, but to say it's better than The Pianist, I mean, The Pianist was a better movie than Schindler's List. All right, The Pianist is a fucking masterpiece of filmmaking uh, and a fucking unbelievable performance by Adrian Brody. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you go there. That's, and that's like, like I said, the only thing you, I could think of is a makeup call because Moulin Rouge didn't win the year before, so they give it to Chicago. All right, so now hopefully we don't have to give it to another fucking musical for the next fucking 10, 15 years. So the pianist gets fucking beat out because of some bullshit, some politics. All right. Then we got the 03 year where Return of the King just sweeps the fucking Oscars with everything. Um, and they went up against Lost in Translation, Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World, Mystic River, and Seabiscuit. So they even went up against some pretty good competition there. Uh, Lost in Translation got a lot of buzz. I did see it. It was, kinda, it was fucking boring, man. I mean, I've never seen a slower-paced movie in my life. And there's no payoff. There's no nothing. It was just like a dull fucking movie. I don't know why everybody... Just because it was a young female director and Sofia Coppola. I don't know. I think it was fucking boring. Master of Command on the Far Side of the World. It was good, but it was kind of forgetful. You know? I mean, it was just another uh, sweeping epic for Russell Crowe. Um, 
and Seabiscuit, uh, Toby Maguire about the racehorse. That was kind of boring. You know, Mystic River. That's you know, I could see Mystic River winning. Honestly, winning that. Uh, that was a fucking masterpiece. Um, but yeah, like I said, Return of the King. Nothing was gonna beat them because they were. Academy made up his mind three years ago that they were gonna give everything to the Return of the King. So that was 03. Uh, 19, uh, sorry, 2004. Uh, so you got the Aviator, Finding Neverland, Million Dollar Baby, Ray, and Sideways. Uh, all pretty good movies. I don't know if I saw Finding Neverland. Uh, but all the other ones were pretty good. Uh, I think Million Dollar Baby was head and shoulders above the, the rest of these. And they did get recognized. They did win Best Picture. Uh, Clint Eastwood, once again. Um, you know, just a, just a gut-wrenching movie, and but so well-made, and, and really, really, really good movie. Uh, definitely, they got it right in 04. Uh, 05, you got Brokeback Mountain, Capote, 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 Crash, Good Night and Good Luck, in Munich. Uh, did not see Capote, did not see Good Night and Good Luck, did not see all of Brokeback Mountain, uh, did see Munich and Crash, Crash, I don't get this one, man. Um, I mean, I would even go as far as to say Brokeback Mountain. Probably should have won this. Because um, I didn't see it all, but, you know, just from everything you hear about it, it sounded like a really good movie. And Munich was good. Crash, I don't I don't know. I just didn't like it. I didn't, it didn't, didn't grab me, you know. I didn't, I didn't feel like they were doing anything different there. They made a big deal about it. I, was just, I think this was Steven Soderbergh. Um, I never really cared for his directing style. Uh, he tries to be too, like, Norish or, like, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, another one, like, kind of, like, reminds me of Traffic a little bit, where they just put this ensemble cast together and tried to be, tried to go, like, be Quentin Tarantino a little bit and jump around with all these different storylines that come together. Uh, yeah, I don't know, I didn't really care for it. But that's what they gave it to, so whatever. I'm not going to complain about that one too much because I'd, I'd say the, the playing field was pretty level this year in 2005. Uh, so then you get 2006. Uh, Babel, The Departed, Letters from Iwo Jima, Little Miss Sunshine, and The Queen. So this year I saw all of them except for The Queen. Uh, love Little Miss Sunshine. Fucking great movie. Um, Babel was all right. It was kind of, I don't know. I, I didn't really grab me. wasn't very memorable. Uh, Letters from Iwo Jima, great movie. Uh, a little too, like, I want to say emotional. Like, uh, shit, I can't think of the word I'm trying to say. But, I don't know, it just went like, it was kind of like a melodrama. They tried to make a melodrama out of, uh, out of a war movie, which was weird. It was a Clint Eastwood movie, and that was part of the whole Flags of Our Fathers and, and all that shit, where, like, they filmed the same movie from two different perspectives, two different sides of the war. Uh, really good. Um, you know, Ken Watanabe, I think, was the, the main actor. Uh, like him a lot, and did a good job. So it was good. It was good. Um, but The Departed, I don't think anybody was, you know, and this is, once again, this is a makeup from, like, years ago, when he got snubbed on on Goodfellas, um, because you could definitely say like either Little Miss Sunshine or Iwo Jima could have won this, but I mean I don't know. The Departed was was good. I don't have a problem with it. I uh, love the fucking movie, and yeah, I mean this is you know it's debatable, but I I think that was wasn't a bad choice. Uh, you know 
Once again, I think it was a makeup call for Scorsese, but he, he earns it in this, so I'm cool with that. So moving on. <coughs> Excuse me. 2007. We got Atonement, Juno, Michael Clayton, No Country for Old Men, and There Will Be Blood. All right, so 2007. That's a all right. So a lot of competition this year, I'd say. I think mean, these are all pretty good movies. Atonement. Ah, I think I seen it. If this is the one with Kieran Knightley, that was in it, and I think uh, the other guy's name, uh, Professor Xavier, there. Um, can't uh, it'll come to me, but um, yeah, that, that I, I I saw that. That was okay. Juno was all right. I mean, I don't think it deserved all the the buzz about it. I mean, it was. I remember hearing uh, how great a movie it was, and uh, you know, what's her face there? Uh, you know, made her. I don't know if it was her de debut, but you know, she kind of burst onto the scene with this one. Um, Michael Clayton or George Clooney. It's kind of. I didn't really get that either. Like as far as like why everybody thought it was so great. I mean, it was just kind of a run of the mill, you know, PI type movie. I think. Um, then you had No Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood. All right. So in my book, this should have been between those two. No Country for Old Men. There Will Be Blood. Uh, I could definitely make an argument for either one of them. Uh, both of these were fucking incredible movies. Uh, I think for entertainment purposes, no country better. Uh, I think the quality of the filmmaking, like the cinematography and all that stuff, probably no country, uh, there will be blood. Um, I think just no country for old men was more fun and, you know, exciting and thrilling and, and, and just really visceral all at once. Um, and well, the winner uh, of that year, that year was no country for old men. Um, you know, and I'm a little biased, obviously, I've said before, I'm a huge Cormac McCarthy fan, um, you know, I, I, I've read a lot of his books, I've seen all the movies, um, you know, but, like I said, I would not have a problem if There Will Be Blood won here, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis was phenomenal in this movie, um, and just, you know, I think just because it did kind of drag, like, it was kind of, I wouldn't say it dragged, but had this like kind of just dark undertone to it and like kind of it kind of just meandered along um but it was always exciting I, I don't know but yeah no country for old men that would be my pick if i if you held a gun to my head so they that was the winner i don't have a problem with that so then we got uh 2008 okay let's see what we got here in this mess all right so first you got the curious case of benjamin button all right, Frost Nixon, The Reader, uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Is that the only ones? I must have missed one there. Uh, well, at any rate, Slumdog Millionaire wins. I don't have a problem with that winning over any of these. Uh, I never saw The Reader. I didn't see Frost Nixon either, which is, that seems like something I should have seen. But uh, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, I saw it. Kind of weird movie. It was It was pretty cool, but... Uh, I don't promise Slumdog Millionaire, but 2008, that was the year The Dark Knight came out. I'm just surprised it didn't get a nomination just because of the whole Heath Ledger angle and all that stuff, but could be, maybe it was because of, you know, that was, there was also the, the theater shooting that happened while The Dark Knight was playing. I don't know if that plays into that, but I don't see why The Dark Knight shouldn't have at least got nominated because that was an excellent movie, another Christopher Nolan movie, um, and, you know, 
friggin' Heath Ledger was just next level with that Joker uh, portrayal. So, but some dog, some dog millionaire wins it. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, it was all right. It wasn't. I'll never watch it again. But it was all right. All right, 2009. You got the. All right, so this seems like somewhere like right here between 2008 2009 they upped the nominations like the number of nominations from like five to nine or ten every year um i don't know i guess i don't know if i have a problem with that or not uh, to be honest with you I, I i think i do because i would say that kind of takes away from the prestige of just getting nominated like if if there's only five movies every year that get nominated at least even if you don't win by saying uh, uh, this picture was nominated for Best Picture of the Year, um, I think that holds a little more prestige then than it does now. Because now you've got, you know, there's also nine other movies or eight other movies that got nominated. So you were one of the top ten, which still says something. But I don't know. I think having that, just keeping it at a hard five, I think that works better. But, you know, what do these fucking buffoons know anyway? So you got... 2009, you got The Blind Side, District 9, I can't believe that got nominated, uh, and Education, never heard of it, The Hurt Locker, Inglorious Bastards, Precious, A Serious Man, Up, and Up in the Air. Alright, so, let me just start, alright, I didn't, believe it or not, I did not see The Blind Side, I heard that was excellent, uh, I'm surprised I haven't seen it, um, I usually do watch like sports related movies, but... Some just circumstances played out that I didn't see it. Um, District 9, I did see it. Love that movie. Uh, Oscar worthy? Eh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't think so. Um, An Education, never heard of it. Sounds stupid. Uh, Hurt Locker, did see it. Glorious Bastards, saw it. Precious, did not see it. Uh, a Serious Man, maybe saw it? I don't know. Up and Up in the Air. I can't remember which one was which. I mean, one of these is an animated uh, movie. The other one was the one with uh, George Clooney, I think. And he, uh, I'm pretty sure I did see that one. All right, so we got, yeah, so this year uh, the winner was The Hurt Locker. Catherine Bigelow's big, uh, you know, kind of blowing up on the scene here. Uh, <laughs> no pun intended. But. Yeah, I mean, it was a good movie. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, I don't have a problem with that beating any of these other ones out. Uh, District 9, like I said, I mean, I love the movie, but I just don't, didn't see how that's like a Best Picture nomination. Um, and Glorious Bastards uh, was good, a little over the top for me, for my you know normal taste, Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, I love Brad Pitt, just like that one scene where he's playing like the Italian director, but he's like, uh, he's from the South and you tell him not to talk and he, he, the way he says Arrivederci, um, I don't know why, but that just always stuck in my head, it's fucking hilarious, but, uh, yeah, so the Hurt Locker won this year, don't have a problem with it against all these, um, moving forward to 2010, you got the Black Swan, uh, Natalie Portman, Portman, like the dancing thing, the fighter, Oh, great movie. Inception. Ooh. The Kids Are All Right. Never heard of it. The King's Speech. Oh, it was Colin Firth. Uh, 127 Hours, but the guy that cut off his own arm or something, or he's stuck in the he falls cliff, like mountain climbing or some shit. Uh, the Social Network. Toy Story 3. True Grit. 
and Winter's Bone. Wow, so all right, so this is uh, some stiff competition in 2010. Black Swan was good, I did see it. Um, yeah, yeah, it was all right. I wasn't, wasn't crazy about it, but it wasn't bad. Uh, the Fighter, an awesome movie. I uh, got Christian Bale. Um, you know, it was a story of Mickey Ward. Uh, Inception, uh, fucking awesome movie, just mind-bending, and another Christopher Nolan, like, masterpiece. Kids are alright, never heard of it. King's Speech, fucking boring, boring, boring as hell. I mean, I got, I got, you know, it was about, uh, his speech, I believe during World War II, um, King, uh, who was it at the fucking time? I can't remember. Um, anyway, it was, uh. The 127 Hours, that's uh, with What's-His-Face there um, from Pineapple Express. And I never I, don't, I never saw that one. Social Network was a good movie. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg and, and Jesse or Jamie? Jesse. Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, you know, about the Facebook and, and all that shit. Toy Story 3, never saw it. Um, kind of weird that Toy Story 3 got nominated, but none of the other one, 2 and 1 didn't. Uh, I don't know what was special about that one. But that's probably the dilution of the nominations because, you know, now you've got nine movies that could get nominated rather than five. Uh, True Grit, the remake with fucking Jeff Bridges and Matt Damon. Fucking awesome, awesome fucking movie. Uh, Winter's Bone, I did see that. That was with, what's her face, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, it was a good movie, actually a good movie. So a lot of good stiff competition here. Um... And out of all these fucking great movies, The King's Speech wins. And I don't know, maybe I missed something uh, when I watched it. I don't know. But I would put The Fighter, Inception, uh, Social Network, definitely, that was a fucking great movie. True Grit, even Winter's Bone, I would put over The King's Speech. I mean, where do they fucking justify The King's Speech winning out of all? Even The Black Swan was better. I mean, come on, you know, and I saw this movie. This isn't just, like, prejudice, like, against a movie, like, a genre that I don't like. This is, uh, it's just absolute bullshit. <sighs> I, I'm just, like, kind of sitting there looking at it, and I can't believe that that's the one I got circled. Uh, anyway, uh, 2010, so we'll go to 2011. Uh, the Artist. What, and that ooh, it was, like, a silent movie. Um, the Descendants. Uh, extremely loud and incredibly close. The Help, Hugo, Midnight in Paris, Moneyball, the the Tree of Life, and War Horse. All right, so maybe I don't know. Maybe I wasn't watching a movie. I, I didn't see the artist. I saw the Descendants. Didn't see Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Didn't see the Help. Didn't see Hugo. Didn't see Midnight in Paris. Saw Moneyball. Never heard of the Tree of Life. And did not, uh, I think I did see Warhorse, yeah. Uh, so the artist wins here, right? And if I'm not mistaken, this was a fucking silent movie made in 2010. Like, where are you going with that? What's so great about that? I don't get it. The Descendants wasn't that great. Uh, I heard it was good, and I watched it, and it was kind of fucking dull. Uh, you know, The Help, I heard that was really good. Uh, I know my wife liked it. Um, I would say that should probably have won here. Um, you know, Moneyball was really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't get this one. Uh, I don't know. There's nothing here that's pissing me off that bad. So, I'll just move on. Uh, so that's 2011. 2012. Amor. Uh, Argo. 
Beasts of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, Les Miserables, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Lines Playbook, Zero Doc Thirty. All right. <sighs> Amor, never saw it, uh, never heard of it, so it looks like a French movie. Um, Beasts of the Southern Wild, never heard of it. Uh, Argo, saw it. Django Unchained, saw that. Les Miserables, saw that. Life of Pi, I think I saw that. I was the one with the tiger and the fucking raft and shit. Uh, Lincoln, saw that. Silver Lyman's Playbook, saw that. Zero Doc Thirty, saw that. Alright, so the winner for 2012 was Argo. Don't have a real problem with that. Um, I do have a problem with it, but I did like the movie. I could see that winning a Best Picture in like maybe some other years. But I, I mean, Zero Doc Thirty... Let's put it this way, like, Argo and Zero Doc 30, to me, are kind of similar. I mean, they you know, both taking place, like, mainly in the Middle East, uh, kind of, you know, one's about a terrorist, uh, you know, well, not terrorist, but, like, hostage crisis. The other one is about, you know, the hunt for Bin Laden. Uh, so kind of similar in those aspects. Um, I just felt Zero Doc 30 just brought so much to the team. I mean, first of all, the Jessica Chastain was incredible. I'm not a Jessica Chastain fan, but she was a fan, but she was awesome in this fucking movie. And, um, oh, the other, what the fuck's his, his name? Uh, I'll think of it, you know, um, shit. There was a lot of good actors in this. Um, a lot of, a lot of big name actors in small parts. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this was, uh, that I got I, I, I got a real problem with that not winning over Argo. You know, and there's also some other good movie. I mean Lincoln, you could have make an argument you can easily make an argument for that. I mean I think I'm pretty sure that Daniel Day Lewis might have got the best actor for that. Um and Silver Lyman's playbook, I mean that was good. I yeah, I wouldn't win over these. Lima's a Rob was even a fucking good movie. Um I don't have let's put it this way, I don't have a problem with Argo winning, but zero winning over zero doc thirty that I have a problem with. I think Zero Doc 30 should have won that one. But, all right, moving on. 2013, you got American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, Her, Nebraska, Philomena, 12 Years a Slave, and The Wolf of Wall Street. All right, so you got some some heavy hitters here. Uh, never heard of Philomena, never heard of Nebraska. Her, I think I saw, what was that? That was either Joaquin... Phoenix or, or was it Ryan Gosling? I, I, it was, I think it was about a fucking sex doll or something. Um, Gravity was great. Uh, Dallas Bio Club was was really good too. Um, Captain Phillips, obviously, that was Tom Hanks. That was fucking really good. American Hustle, yeah, that was alright. Um, I didn't really see like the the attraction to that one. Uh, Twelve Years a Slave. I don't know. I guess you could. I I didn't see Twelve Years a Slave. Um, but from what I heard about it, you know, I could see how this would win. Uh, <clears throat> you know, kind of like the, you know, just throwing throwing it a bone, I guess. Um, you know, for the for the for the subject matter and all that. But you know, I definitely got Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, come on, that was fucking incredible. I mean, I could easily pick Wolf of Wall Street, Dallas Buyers Club, maybe not Gravity, maybe Captain Phillips. It was, I mean, Tom Hanks was great in that. I know, I like to see all the, 
the the best actor and director and all that. Like, they, I bet they spread them out all over these movies because they all deserve a little bit of something. But, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. The Wolf of Wall Street was a fucking great movie. That should have won. Uh, 2014, you got American Sniper, Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, Boyhood, The Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Selma... The Theory of Everything, Whiplash. All right, so let's see. Movies that I've seen. I saw American Sniper. Uh, I saw The Birdman. Didn't see Boyhood. Didn't see The Grand Budapest Hotel. Saw The Imitation Game. Didn't see Selma. Saw the, didn't see The Theory of Everything. Saw Whiplash. Um, yeah, some weird ones like Whiplash getting nominated for here. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, these other ones. Yeah, so anyway, the winner was Birdman. Um, American Sniper was a good movie. Eh, getting nominated. I could see nominated. Definitely not seeing that winning. Um, even as good as it was. Uh, The Imitation Game. Eh, it was the one about that, that whistleblower guy. Um, forget his name. Uh, Whiplash. Wasn't that about fucking Roller Derby? Fucking Ellen Page? I don't see how that gets nominated. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, the Birdman movie won it. And that was a weird movie. I, I saw it, and it's like, I don't understand all that. It, it, that won a lot of Oscars, too. I think it won Best Director, uh, Best Cinematography. Um, it was all the people that were involved with The Revenant. And uh, I even think Michael Keaton might have got uh, Best Actor. And it's like, I don't know. I didn't, it was like a weird fucking movie. It, like, I, I, the whole, it was just weird. You know, I was like, this guy, he's like, he thinks he was a superhero, and then you're not sure if maybe he was a superhero, and... It's just a fucking weird movie. I don't know. I mean, that's one I gotta watch again, but... I don't know. I... Out of all these... Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Fuck it. They all kind of sucked anyway. Fifth, 2015. Alright, you got The Big Short. I think I saw that. Uh, Bridge of Spies. Saw that. Brooklyn. Mad Max Fury Road. Great movie. The Martian. The Revenant. And Spotlight. Yeah, this is... Alright, so this is the year... Um, so Spotlight wins, right? Now, that's just, I don't know. I think we touched on this. I touched on this in the in the intro. Um, how does that win over The Revenant? How does that win over The Martian? To be honest with you, you know? Um, Jesus. And so, I, in my opinion, The Revenant should have easily walked away with this one. Although, like I said, I would not have a problem with The Martian. That was a fucking great movie. Um, and Mad Max Fury Road, even, I mean, once again, it's an action movie, um, action sci-fi type movie, um, I could see why this wouldn't get picked, um, kind of even surprised it would get nominated, to be honest with you, but great fucking movie, I, I would take that over Spotlight, I saw Spotlight, I liked it, but, I mean, come on, over, over these movies, something, something really fucking wrong there, I don't know, uh, I'm not, but like I said, we already touched on that twice already uh in my last episode and now so i'm gonna move on to 2016 all right you got la la land moonlight manchester by the sea arrival fences lion hidden figures hacksaw ridge hell hell high water all right so let me say i must have yeah, I didn't see, like, half of these movies. I didn't see La La Land, didn't see Moonlight, didn't see Manchester by the Sea, I didn't see Fences, didn't see Lion, didn't see Hidden Figures, didn't even hear about any of these fucking movies, really. 
uh, did see Arrival, did see Hacksaw Ridge, and Hella High Water. Uh, all three of them I would pick over La La Land. But I can't make a fucking argument because I didn't see La La Land. Uh, once again, it's another musical. And what, we only waited... Um, when was the last fucking... I guess they, yeah, they gave it some time there. So Chicago was the last musical. Then you got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8... 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, so it's like I said, you wait 10, 15 years to nominate your next musical. I think it was time. They gave it to La La Land because it was popular and it was a musical and it had been a while. So there's their fucking thinking right there. Oscar, you suck. All right, so 2017. Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, never fucking heard of it. Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, the Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Alright, didn't see Call, by, Call Me By Your Name, never heard of it. Didn't see Darkest Hour, I don't think. Uh, Dunkirk, I saw Get Out, I saw Lady Bird, didn't see. Phantom Thread, didn't see, never heard of it. The Post, didn't see. The Shape of Water, I want to say I saw it, I believe, isn't this, I think that's the movie with the girl with the fucking alien and the fucking water tank and they... They, like, have sex and shit. Fucking weird. And that one. Shape of Water 1. Uh, three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I saw that. Good movie. Kind of kind of, kind of dragged on, but it was a pretty good movie. Um, but you got Dunkirk and Get Out in this uh, group. I would have definitely given it to either one of those, hands down. I mean, come on, that's not even a fucking question. Dunkirk was a fucking great movie, and it wasn't like your run-of-the-mill war movie, like the way another Christopher Nolan, you can tell I'm definitely a Christopher Nolan fan, but that the way they filmed that he filmed that movie was fucking incredible, um, and Get Out was, was groundbreaking, it was a fucking awesome movie, Jordan Peele, um, you know, I, I would say, I, I, I would be, it would be a tough call for me between Get Out and Dunkirk, hey, maybe that's their thing, maybe they're like, oh, they couldn't decide on which one of those, so they just don't give it to either one of them and pick this fucking stupid fucking Shape of Water movie. Ah, God. So, yeah, that's 2017, another fucking hot mess. 18, you got The Black Klansman, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Okay, so, didn't see Black Klansman, saw Black Panther. Saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Never heard of the favorite. Saw Green Book. Didn't see Roma. Saw A Star Is Born. Saw didn't see Vice. Actually, that's one I gotta see. I don't want to see that. Um, that's definitely on my to see list. Um, winner for 2018 is Green Book. Uh, I don't know. I I, I can't. I, I'm not on board with that. I don't see Black Panther winning here. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, I would probably, maybe, maybe there, Star is Born, uh, that's probably the best of this bunch, I would say, I don't know why, yeah, the Green Book was just boring, you know, it was just more of the same shit, you know, like, just showing the, you know, everybody knows about the, you know, the prejudice and, and the, the racism in the South, I mean, that's pretty much what it's about, you know, once again. I mean, do something new, you know, get, pick something, I mean, friggin' uh, Remy Malek's fucking portrayal of Freddie Mercury was fucking out of this world, um, but that's the best actor, so I don't know, I would say, yeah, this is, this is garbage, 
Ah, uh, no, all right. I'll retract that. Green Book was good enough for me to win. None of these movies really stands out. Uh, I really like the Stars one, but I don't know. I guess I don't have a real huge problem with this, uh, with Green Book Women in 2018. So we'll move on to 2019. And we got Ford versus Ferrari. The Irishman. Jojo Rabbit. Joker. Little Women. Marriage Story. 1917. Once a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Now, I want to say I saw Parasite, but I can't say for sure. But if I did say it, that's not saying much for a Best Picture winner. Uh, well, yeah, all right, so there you go. I just gave it away. Uh, Parasite won. Uh, the Irishman. Eh, I didn't see Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, the Irishman, yeah, I wouldn't... It was good. I liked it. It was nice seeing those guys back together, and Martin Scorsese, the whole mafia thing. Uh, wasn't the best work, uh, by any of those guys, so, Jojo Rabbit I saw, uh, it was weird, it was kind of good, uh, didn't leave a huge impression, Joker was really good, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's take on, you know, the Joker, uh, kind of a weird movie, but I, I, I liked how they did that, uh, Little Women, didn't see it, Marriage Story, didn't see it, both sound like just mushy crap, uh, 1917, awesome movie, once Upon a Time in Hollywood, awesome movie. Um, out of these, I would say 1917's got to be the best of the bunch, man. That was a really, really well-made movie. Um, not a lot of movies about World War One, uh, especially quality movies. This one was really good. Um, if it wouldn't be that, then maybe Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I, I really liked that one, too, even though it got a, went a little off the rails towards the end. Uh, Joker... Joker could be in it, could be in that discussion too. Um, Parasite, I guess I gotta see it because I mean, it sounds like something I'd like, but I don't think I think the, the title is misleading. Um, but yeah, that's 2019. 2020, got The Father, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, I did see that. Mank, didn't see it. Minari, didn't see it. Nomad Land, I saw it. Promising Young Woman, didn't see it. Sound of Metal, saw it. And The Trial of Chicago 7, I saw it. Uh, none of these really stands out, uh, to be honest with you, that I would pick over the winner, which was Nomadland. My problem is, Nomadland sucked. I mean, that was one of the most boring movies. It made me want to blow my brains out watching that fucking movie. I mean, yeah, I get it. It was, it was a sad movie about this fucking lady who was dying, and she just wants to do her thing and just live like a nomad. Um... This is fucking boring. I mean, really, I don't see how this got so much acclaim and wins the best picture. I mean, I think it was just a nod for Francis McDormand. You know, this is like one of those makeup calls where, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure she must have won best actress for it, too, if this if this won that. But the only thing is, there's nothing here that jumps off the page that I would pick over it. Though. You know, Trials of Chicago 7 was all right, but eh. You know, Sound of Metal, I didn't like that that much either. That got a lot of like like a lot of praise and I didn't I didn't really I didn't see it that as being that great, so whatever. Uh twenty twenty was a fucking shit year anyway, so I guess the fucking winner should have been a shit movie. And then you got twenty twenty one. Uh so this was just recently. Um so this is the last Academy Awards, all right, so 2021, uh, obviously the awards are held the year after, but, um, so we're looking at Belfast, Coda, 
Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story. All right, so Belfast. I haven't seen that yet. That's one that's definitely on my list that I got to see. Um, I heard it was really good. Uh, Coda, didn't see it. Don't Look Up. Oh, I did. That was that Netflix garbage. That was stupid. Um, Drive My Car, didn't see it. Dune, saw it. King Richard, didn't see it. And I won't anymore because fuck Will Smith. Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, West Side Story. So, winner of this one, out of all those, was Coda. And I haven't seen it. Um, I have no desire to, really. But, I out of this list, obviously, my, my pick would be Dune. Um, I thought that fucking movie was excellent. And just, I think it didn't win because... It's like it was unfinished, you know what I mean? Like, they, there's going to be a, another one. And they kind of just ended it abruptly. So it's almost like an incomplete movie. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'd say that's probably why it didn't win. Um, Licorice Pizza, I saw that. It wasn't, it was weird. Um, Nightmare Alley, I didn't like it. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what the big, all the buzz was about this movie. It was just, it was fucking weird. And... I don't know, a little, the acting was a little, I don't know. There's just something about that one I didn't like. Power of the Dog didn't, that was, that movie's, I don't know how that even got nominated, man. I don't know what people like about that movie. It was fucking stupid. Um, West Side Story, the worst musical ever. I mean, you're making a movie about fucking gangs and, like, street punks. And they're fucking snapping their fingers and fucking dancing when they fight. They're like, oh my god, don't get me started on that. But anyway, Coda won that, and you know, hopefully, maybe they'll they'll do the makeup call for Dune Part Two um, when that comes out in a couple of years. So, yeah, this is my. Uh, I think going through that list, you may not agree with everything I said. You may you may agree with the Academy on some of their selections that I didn't like. I agree with some of them, but I think there was quite a few in there that are just fucking way off the mark. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I just, I just, I just can't, I don't know. Uh, like I, I, it doesn't, some of them just don't make any sense, you know? And like I said, I think there's like an agenda with a lot of these. I think that, you know, a lot of makeup calls, uh, a lot of, like, lifetime achievement fucking nods to people who, like, you know, just never won that that big Oscar. So they're like, all right, we're just going to throw you one now. Um, yeah, I, that's that's why I don't I have a really fucking a real problem with some of these awards. And I'm not an awards show guy. Uh, I don't remember if I mentioned this early on, but I definitely do not um, do the whole... Like, we'll sit there and watch the show. I think the shows are so stupid and contrived and the way they do them. And every, everybody seems, like, awkward. And, you know, I, and then it just came to a fucking head with the, you know, the whole fucking Chris Rock slap uh, thing. Like, it's just, I don't know. I just, I, I, I fucking hate award shows. Like, I will never, ever watch an Oscars show. A fucking, like, I'll just watch the next day 
and I'll just look at the fucking online who won. That's, but I do care about that, you know, who won. Because that, that just to me, that's like, you know, validates like some of the, you know, some of the work that, or really it's just, it's just a personal, it's, it's kind of a selfish thing. It's like it validates me for liking a show and like everybody agrees with me, you know. Um, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But anyway, that's, uh, that's all I got for today. Um, sorry, this went a little bit longer than I wanted. Uh, I know it might've dragged on a little at the, at the end there, but I was just getting tired of, of fucking getting pissed off. And, um, you know, we will, uh, we're going to see you again soon. Um, hopefully we're going to try and get another one out for you this, uh, this weekend. Um, you know, stop pumping out some shows, uh, for season two. Uh, we're going to do, like I said, this year we're going to be doing a little bit more of the deep dives into shows, um, just kind of really dissecting like some of our more favorite shows rather than just like breezing through them. I, like I said, I wanted to do this episode because of, you know, once I started looking at like the Revenant and how it kind of got, it got, you know, beat out by a fucking shitty movie, not shitty, but it got beat out by a movie. It should have won. Um, and I went looking, you know at some of the past Oscar years and I just, I was just getting incensed and like, I got a fucking rant about this and Hey, this is my outlet for that. So I appreciate everybody for listening. Um, thank you for all your support. I hope, I hope, uh, some of you are coming back. I know, like I said, we were, we were gone for a little while. So get, the, I want to get the word out, let everybody know we're back in business and season two is up and running and running strong. Uh, make sure to visit out, uh, Facebook page, All Geeked Out Podcast, and, you know, I'm going to put up a little post on this episode, and, you know, leave a comment, let me know what you think, let me know if there's any any movies in there that you agree with the Academy, you agree with me, or you got your own, um, you know, movie that you think should have won, uh, and I'll definitely, I will respond, and probably mention you on the air, um, but, yeah, thank you for listening, and be sure to keep an ear and an eye out for the next episode of All Geeked Out.